These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, Bruce, as we are recording this, it is the first day of summer. So what a great way to ring in summer talking about Star Trek. I think this is a great way to start the longest day of the year. Yeah, I, you know, it's really hot outside because my wife and my daughter just went out for a walk and they said, oh, we got to get out before it gets really hot outside. And they're already hot and it's morning, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's hot here too, especially for where I live uh, at this time of day. It started out hot, which is pretty rare here and nice when it happens but we're not used to it (laughs) no and i i'm not a big fan of heat i can take heat without humidity but where i live in georgia there's lots of humidity and i just sweat as soon as i walk outside oh man yeah humidity is my enemy as well well welcome everyone to another episode of positively trek i'm dan gunther and with me as he always is is the wonderful bruce gibson And we're here to bring some positivity from the Star Trek universe directly into your ears. Yes, I feel very positive because I like the first story you have in here, but you also have a guest that you invited on the show. Yeah, we do have a guest. I think this is going to be a fun one. I don't know how familiar everyone listening is with a YouTube channel called The Templin Institute, but we have a representative from that YouTube channel here to talk a little bit about that. They make videos all about various fictional worlds, not just Star Trek, but it's clear from their videos they are also Star Trek fans. So we're pretty excited to have him on the show But before we get to that, there are a few news items, as Bruce alluded to there. And the first one is due to recent developments, of course, in the U.S. and worldwide. Uh, CBS has put their voice out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, and they've launched an initiative called Star Trek United in support of that movement. So to that end, they've announced a free streaming Star Trek marathon in support of the movement, in an effort to, as they say, infuse Gene Roddenberry's vision of a better future into the turbulent times that we're currently in. Uh, So there are 15 Star Trek episodes described as culturally relevant, and those are now, as of now, available to stream for free on CBS.com, on the Pluto TV streaming platform, and for one single day on Twitch as well. Uh, But in addition to those free episodes, they have also pledged to make a $1 donation for every fan that tweets using the hashtag Star Trek United Gives. 
and uh, they're giving that dollar for each of those tweets uh, to organizations supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, including the Black Strategy Fund, Movement for Black Lives, and Black Lives Matter. So uh, really important and amazing initiative by CBS. I'm really impressed that they've gone this route. Yeah, I am too. And what a great time to do this. And it really just shows the way Star Trek supports diversity and equality and uniting people and picking a handful of episodes like this is a great way to get that message across. And people may discover Star Trek for the first time because of this. And if anything, with all the stuff that's been happening in the news this year, I keep thinking we need Star Trek more than ever. I hear people say that every year, though. But man, this is the year that we really need Star Trek. We have Star Trek. You can watch all the episodes and it's so interesting how many of the TOS episodes are still relevant today. In some respects, it's sad that they're still relevant, mm-hmm. but they're still relevant. I mean, it it hasn't timed itself out. I mean, there's things about TOS that are a little old-fashioned, not current with today, but the message is still there. Absolutely. And that is something that I've always that's been a driving force in my Star Trek fandom and why I love these shows so much is that messaging and that relevance to today's world. So a lot of these episodes, you know, there's some of the uh, obvious ones on here. We have Let That Be Your Last Battlefield from the original series, Far Beyond the Stars from Deep Space Nine, kind of an obvious one. But a lot of these picks are also less obvious. And then you kind of think about it and go, oh, wow, that is really relevant. So The Devil in the Dark, I think, has a very strong message of accepting the other and people who are beings who are different than yourself and recognizing their inherent worth. And uh, episodes such as... Uh, Nemesis from Voyager, which is one I haven't watched in a long time, but I really like that episode. Yeah. yeah, where Chakotay is recruited by an alien army to fight against these people, but he discovers it was all kind of an illusion and he, he's been conditioned to hate these people on the basis of nothing other than the fact they look different kind of thing. It's a great episode and, and very timely. Yeah, and Enterprise with Demons and Terror Prime, which were the two last episodes of the series outside of the last last episode but i've been meaning to rewatch those for quite a while and this is a perfect time to do it so i'll probably do that today and they also have an episode from uh discovery the sound of thunder from season two and then the first three episodes of picard and selfishly i look at this and i go well this is also good because you know people who haven't seen new star trek they'll get to see sample some of this for free so maybe we'll bring them in Yeah, I do have to say the inclusion of the first three episodes of Picard seems less relevant to (laughs) me and maybe more just trying to get people to watch Picard. But, you know, they're still a company. You really can't blame them for uh, wanting to make a buck as well. So, yeah. And I do want to call out Pluto TV. I uh, my company works with those guys. I know them over there and they're owned by Viacom CBS. I think I've mentioned them on here before. But yeah, download the Pluto TV app or you can go to Pluto.tv. That's on the States. I think they might have a version outside of the States. I don't know if this Star Trek stuff is on it, even if they do have a Pluto outside of the States. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting service. It's lots of free streaming videos on there, live and on demand. So check that out. Well, the second news story we're taking a look at is the recent surfacing of some new images from the upcoming Star Trek Lower Decks. 
And these are the first images we've seen in 2020. We kind of got some hints about the show and our first look at it. But about a year ago now, it's been almost a year since we saw that initial first look. But now Entertainment Weekly has a, a feature on the show with some new images. And we're just going to take a quick look at some of these. So the first image that they show, I, I really love this one. They're kind of all at the doorway to sickbay, it looks like. Uh, and we've got some known characters. We've got known characters that we've seen revealed before, but also some at least one background character in the background there that we've not seen a trill. Uh, but we've also got like our main crew as well as some of the, the ensigns that make up the secondary crew that are kind of the focus of the show. A couple of them seem to be covered in some sort of ink or something. I'm not sure what's going on there, but they have their phasers out with a angry look on their face. I really like this. This picture really makes me think of Rick and Morty. Uh, for better or worse, but I, I think it's an interesting look for Star Trek and it's got me interested in what this show is going to be all about. It looks fun. I mean, I think that's the intent, but also it's going to be Star Trek. I, it's going to mm -hmm. poke fun at itself, but from what I've read, it's true Star Trek story. So we're not going to go too wild and crazy with this, but I think it's time that we get something like this because I'm also a big Star Wars fan and lately I've been watching a lot of the Lego Star Wars, which are really a lot of fun. I mean, they're, they kind of make jabs at themselves. They kind of spoof themselves, but they are Star Wars stories and it's so great to see something similar along those lines with Star Trek. I know some people were bothered by the uniforms because this takes place right after TNG and it doesn't quite match the uniforms we saw in the movies after Star Trek Nemesis when the series takes place. But then we've seen different uniforms on different ships or, you know, different insignias on different ships before. So this may not be the standard uniform that everyone has in Starfleet. Yeah, I'm not too bothered by that. I just, you know, sit down and watch Star Trek Generations and half the crew of the Enterprise D are wearing one uniform, the other half are wearing the other, and they switch partway through and yeah uniforms have been kind of a bit of hit or miss in star trek so i i think this is something we can explain away either directly they will on the show or we as fans can come up with something in our head that's totally fine yeah because we've seen the discovery enterprise and the discovery had different uniforms we've seen that and you know they have to go with colorful uniforms in an animated series like this if we had the uniforms from nemesis those dark uniforms with the gray shoulders, it would not pop on in animation like these uniforms do. These uniforms look great with a cartoon like this. I agree. I'm looking forward to seeing the cosplays of these uniforms. And I've, I've seen a few people working on them here and there, but I'm really looking forward to seeing the first one at a convention. Yeah. Oh, I still want to do that. <laughs> Even though I don't cosplay, but I would love to do that. If I was going to, going to cosplay, I would love to do something like this. Uh, the second image that we have from Entertainment Weekly is the four main characters from the show sitting around in quarters around a replicator. And it looks like they're drinking margaritas. I'm enjoying the vibe from this picture. This, like you said, it's just going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. I'm, and I still want to know when. We just know 2020, right? We don't know a date. Yeah, we don't know a date yet. Mark McMahon has said they're on track to be done for 2020. 
And uh, as far as a release date, when it's going to air, we have no idea. I have to imagine that CBS is going to be pretty eager for content once it gets completed and delivered. So I can't imagine they would sit on this for very long. So hopefully soon. Okay, do you want to know? Here's what I'm wishing that we see in this series at least once as a funny inside joke to us big Star Trek fans. I want them to look at a monitor or maybe the character walks in somehow. Maybe it's on a holodeck, but I want to see them in the original animated series. I want to see some reference to that. Like, oh, here's an image of Kirk, Spock, and McCoy on a monitor. Or they're in a holodeck back at that time, and it looks like that filmation animation. That would be brilliant. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> I bet we're going to see something like that. Oh, man. I hope so. I think that's I think that's a great little reference. Aaron Harvey over at Saturday Morning Treks would be over the moon about that as well. I think he would pass out. <laughs> he would be so excited. Well, we will link to this story in the show notes over at Trek Corps. They've got a great summary of this story and uh, all the little bits of it, including some hints from Twitter from Mike McMahon that there may be an Andorian officer on the USS Ceratos, which is the ship that this series centers around, thanks to some fan art provided by a Star Trek fan on Twitter. And he replied to that saying, she actually looks a lot like one of our Ceratos officers. So, hmm, interesting little tidbits. Follow Mike McMahon on Twitter, by the way, Mike McMahon TM on Twitter for you know he drops little hints here and there every once in a while and he's pretty excited about this show so it's a lot of fun to see what he has to say so i'm just going to correct you on ceritas i wouldn't know how to pronounce this except for the fact that my company and maybe that's the correct pronunciation for the show i don't know but my company years ago that i used to work at we had an operation in cerritos california Oh, thank you. Okay, because I hadn't gotten a clear answer on this since seeing it, and I just kind of went with something, and I've been using that. So, I mean, I was even in Anaheim and passed signs for it, and I <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, my goodness. So, uh, that's great to know. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, so it's Cerritos. <laughs> uh, there's Cerritos, California. It's a small town there in Southern California. I didn't spend a lot of time there, but I am familiar with the name. <laughs> Excellent. Cerritos. Okay. I will, I will remember that. Awesome. Yes. And you need to go visit. Well, with all of that said, I think it's time we welcome our guest onto the show. So let us introduce Mark of the Templin Institute. So Mark, welcome to Positively Trek. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, most of my life, people are trying to get me to shut up about Star Trek. So this is a nice change. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe what we've done here is provided an outlet for us and others when other people are sick of us talking about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, possibly a big mistake. Yeah, you can talk as much as you want about Star Trek. We'll just sit back and you take it from here. Okay, no, that is a very big mistake, yeah. <laughs> that could be going too far. So for our listeners who may not have seen your YouTube channel, uh, the Templin Institute Investigating Alternate Worlds, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your YouTube channel is about and kind of what your aim is with it? Oh man, I mean, we've been doing it for three years now and I still don't know exactly how to explain it. But the idea is we investigate topics from alternate worlds, whether it's, you know, science fiction, fantasy, alternate history, um, as if we were 
producing a documentary from within that world. So from the context of someone in the Star Trek universe, we would produce an episode on the United Federation of Planets or Captain Kirk or uh, whatever else. So sometimes our information is actually wrong, but because we're in that world, we don't have access to the uh, information you'd have as a viewer of that show, which I think kind of sets us apart. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I noticed that from a lot of your videos, and I really like that approach. Like, uh, for for example, the Galactic Empire video I remember from Star Wars, where it was kind of parroting a bit of the propaganda that Universe had built up around it. Yeah, we definitely have a bit of a bias in our videos. Um, and it actually all started with our very first episode, which was on the Romulans. And I remember thinking, how do we explain that segment of their history where they entered the Dominion War because uh, Captain Sisko did that whole ruse. And if I come out in the video and say, and then Captain Sisko, uh, you know, tricked the Romulans into joining the war, I'm, I'm kind of outing him. So I was like, oh, I wouldn't know that if I'm writing this from the perspective of someone in the universe. So that's how it all kind of started. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you keep saying we worked on this. Who are the we in all this? Oh, uh, well, I'm the, uh, I guess, co-founder slash editor and I had a former partner uh, who just recently left, actually, Larissa, but she was providing the voice and helped out. But she recently took off. Uh, so now it's me and a guy named Steven, who is the new voice of the Institute in doing the narration. Because, uh, I don't know, I can talk for, for brief periods of time, but I can't get a sentence out that well all the time. So best to have someone else doing most of the narration for me. Excellent. So your first video was way back, August 29th, 2017. And I, I remember seeing this and it was just kind of an announcement video for the channel that it was going to be coming. And it, there was something about it. It seemed very exciting. It just seemed like this big event. So what was kind of the inspiration be behind that initial idea for the Templin Institute? Where did, where did the idea come from to do this? YouTube was something that I'd kind of looked down on for a long time because uh, I, I'd gone to film school and there's this attitude that like, no, YouTube's not for, for serious people. Nobody serious is on YouTube. But I think that was more of like jealousy and fear that, okay, if I did try to make a YouTube channel, it probably wouldn't go anywhere. But uh, I, I don't remember what the impetus was, but I was just one of those things where it was finally, okay, I'm, I'm just going to give this a shot. And if it all falls apart, then uh, I can just blame it on someone else or, or whatever. But uh, we were looking for a hook and there was another YouTube channel that focused on, on spaceships. And I was like, okay, what if I kind of just steal that idea? But instead of talking about spaceships, I talk about like space politics and alternate history politics, because that's the kind of stuff I liked. Yeah. And that actually the video you're describing that opening, like, you know, I think it's something like in two weeks, the Templin Institute will begin. I remember thinking, well, why are we putting this video out? No one's ever heard of us. Like, no one's going to know what we're talking about here. Why would anyone care? But it's a fun thing to look back on. So I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it was kind of, I, I don't know. It was, there was enough mystery to it, too, that I was kind of like, what is this going to be about? This looks really cool. So I don't know. I, it definitely caught me. <laughs> oh, that's good. As long as we got somebody. Definitely. And yeah, so you mentioned the first video on Star Trek you did, the Romulan Star Empire. I thought that was a, an interesting one to start with, especially uh, given the importance that it plays now, of course, in Star Trek Picard going forward. Is there any thought to maybe going back and doing supplementals to the earlier ones you've already covered? Or Yeah, I think we'll have to at some point because that Romulan video... Um, I mean, the reason, the reason that was our first episode was the Romulans are my favorite. I think they're just super cool. And I couldn't bring myself to end the episode with, and then their planet exploded and that was it. So I, I wanted to hold off a bit, but eventually, yeah, we're going to have to go back and say, 
And then their planet exploded, and then a bunch of other stuff happened. So, I don't know. I just need a name for what we're going to call that new series if we go back and, and do older episodes again. That's that's the real only setback right now. I was trying to think of a cool name for it. That's always uh, sometimes the toughest part, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Another uh, early video that I really liked at the time, and, and this was before Star Trek Discovery even started airing, was the state of the galaxy in Star Trek Discovery. And that was kind of showing where in the timeline it was going to take place and what's kind of going on politically at that time. I, I'm curious about, did you did you notice a lot of good numbers from that video just because of it kind of tentpoling the start of Discovery? Or? Well, yeah, that was our, our first big hit. And it was funny because that was also the first episode where I did the narration. And the original idea was I was never going to uh, <laughs> show up in these videos just because... I don't know, I, I don't like performance and, and, and that sort of thing. It freaks me out. But I figured, you know what, no one's ever going to see this video, so I might as well just, you know, give it a shot and, and test my chops at recording narration and all these things. So I put it out, and then a couple of days later, I was looking at io9, that news website, and they had this big front page article saying, uh, this video shows where Star Trek Discovery takes place in the timeline. And I was thinking, oh man, someone stole my idea, and now they're getting all this press. And I clicked on the link, and it was my video. And I was like, oh my god, if I'd known this would happen, I would have recorded a re-recorded a few lines because there's some embarrassing takes in that. But no, it, it exploded, and I think it hit uh, 200,000 views, and most of our other videos are struggling to hit maybe 5,000. So it was a mixture of being super proud and just mortified that uh, you know 200,000 people had heard me say things like, and can we talk about the Klingons? And, and <laughs> it was just, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not all that familiar with their videos. I mean, I got introduced to this through Dan. He was telling me about it. And I've watched a little bit here and there, and I'm scrolling through all the videos that you have as you're talking. And it, I'm sorry, it's distracting because there's so many great videos that I want to watch in here. And not all just Star Trek, but other things too. But I'm also impressed with the production quality and, and the editing. I mean, these are like time capsules about Star Trek. And tell us about the editing and the graphics and how you work that in with uh, footage from the shows and the movies. Oh, it's a complete nightmare. Uh, <laughs> we wanted uh, our videos to look like they were, I guess, like archived recordings from some mysterious institute, you know, the Templin Institute. Um, and I wanted it to have this kind of like computery sci-fi theme. And uh, I'd experimented a bit before with that kind of work, but I did a whole bunch of editing in After Effects, crafting up this this interface system and doing all this work, and it looks really cool. And I, again, I think it helps set our stuff apart, um, but it's a nightmare to edit every week, and uh, we've tried to streamline it over the years, but uh, it's a double-edged sword in that. Yeah, it looks cool, but uh, if I ever make a mistake, it takes a long time to fix. Yeah. How long does it take? Because I saw on your About page, and maybe you're not following the same more, but it says a new video every Monday. Yeah, we actually do. Uh, I got to update that. We're up to two episodes a week now, wow. um, which is mind boggling. I can usually write an episode in a few hours and then edit it in under eight. Depends on the topic. Some of these episodes are only, you know, four to six minutes long. Others are upwards of 20 minutes. But yeah, it's, it's all over the place. So you mentioned the uh, State of the Galaxy and Discovery being one of your early successes. Were there any that kind of went big as well early on that kind of made you realize, oh, we should kind of go in this direction and, and people seem to really like this idea? Um, it, it's hard to say. Most of our videos have been kind of slow burns. Uh, big hits are usually things associated with uh, Warhammer 40,000. Whenever we need a big hit for the month, we'll do Warhammer because that always explodes. But yeah, YouTube's mysterious. You never know what's going to be a success and what's not. Uh, 
some of them you can kind of guess. Like we did one on the Galactic Empire uh, right around when uh, The Rise of Skywalker was coming out. And we were pretty sure that one was going to do okay. But you never know. I also love a lot of the kind of different videos you guys do. There was one recently that is kind of a favorite of mine. And I'm pretty sure that's Calgary cameoing at the beginning of the video where the how would the Galactic Empire do trying to take over Earth, basically? Yeah, um, that's a topic that I, I know a bunch of YouTubers have taken a crack at, which is, you know, who would win, the Galactic Empire or the Earth? And I thought I'd put my own spin on that. And uh, yeah, that opening scene, I just walked down the street and uh, with my camera, recorded some footage, and then added uh, a bunch of Star Destroyers and TIE Fighters to it. And I thought it looked pretty good, so... <laughs> Yeah, we took a, a bit of a hiatus over the summer, so I figured that's that's the one to come back on. That'll draw some interest. Well, you know, earlier in the show, Dan and I were talking about Lower Decks, the new Star Trek animated series, and it was just recently focused in Entertainment Weekly, some new shots and everything. Do you think you'd ever put a video together about Lower Decks? It's hard to say. Like, I usually try to only focus on canon. So if Lower Decks is canon, I think it is. Mm-hmm. They say it is. Yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine not doing that. They're like, <laughs> I hope it's good for one thing. But uh, no, I, I usually try to include as, as much footage from different sources as I possibly can. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of a point of pride when you're doing a episode on Star Wars. We're going to include footage from every Star Wars movie and Mandalorian and, and Clone Wars and, and Rebels just to get the whole scope of it. So I, I like doing the same with Star Trek and I, I can't see low. Well, I don't know. I'm talking myself into a recording here because Lower Decks is very different if it's a cartoon and it might look a little out of place. I, I don't know. I have to wait and see. Well, and it's also, it's also supposed to be you know humorous, so it may not fit into the style that you do. But then you just were mentioning about Clone Wars. Do you have you put these together? You're planning to use videos of the animated Star Wars Clone Wars? Yeah, I think we have before. It's, it's a little tricky too because sometimes when you're talking about the Galactic Empire or whatever and you're using footage only from the movies, and then you go to Clone Wars, it can look a little out of place, but. Uh... There's also some great shots in that show, so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm thinking also of, and I mean, I I know it's its own universe, so there's nothing to really uh, have it clash with style wise. But I remember your video on the Democratic Order of Planets from Futurama, yeah, being a favorite of mine as well. Oh, really? I, I, that was we got some backlash on that one. We did a uh, oh really a Patreon poll to say like which which topic are we going to do an episode on. And we could we put uh, dupe in there kind of as a joke, <laughs> Futurama, <laughs> and it won. And I remember looking at like all the source material for it and being like, "Oh man, there's like nothing to say about this." Like in the show, there's about three sentences worth of information. Mm-hmm. So in the final episode, what we did is we we would have one sentence of information and then like a thirty second ad for something from within Futurama. Yeah. Um, so we'd say like, you know, dupe is blah, 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 blah. Oh, and if you would like to drink some slurm, use offer code Templin slurm. <laughs> and I think there's about like six fake ads in that episode. And, uh, it's only about four minutes long. And a lot of the comments are what, where's all the information? This is just ads, but there wasn't any, I, I promise. No, I, I love that just for the sheer entertainment value of it. I <laughs> yeah. thought that was great. <laughs> so initially you kind of had these videos exploring alternate world organizations. But at one point you kind of branched out and you have different series like Dossier, Atlas, that sort of thing. What led to that decision to deciding to uh, do different aspects of these alternate worlds like that? Well, there was a bit of a fear that we were going to slowly run out of topics to do, I think. Mm -hmm. But it was also we were trying to just expand the scope of the channel. And we always like making kind of new shows into an event. So I think what we did for those is... Uh, we call them pilot weeks, where we would debut like five new shows. Like this show is going to only cover characters. This one will only do locations. 
This one's going to do creatures. And then we'd have our, our patrons vote on which show becomes kind of a new regular show. Which I, I don't know. I thought that was a cool way to do it. Kind of like, uh, I don't know what that's like. But I, <laughs> it was cool, I guess. Um, and we, we kind of uh, spin that as new divisions that exist within the Temple Institute. So it's new fields of research or whatever. So from over the years, are, are there some favorites that kind of jump out to you? And, and maybe what are your favorite kind of videos to do or write? I think my favorite episodes are the ones that have that very specific point of view. So we did one on the uh, 501st Legion from Star Wars, uh, and that one was very pro-Empire. It was like basically written by an Imperial officer who's saying, yes, and then the Jedi betrayed us and attacked the noble 501st, and, and thankfully they were able to drive them off in the Jedi Temple and all these things. We did an episode on Wayland yutani from Alien, and I made a point to never mention aliens, because to most people in the universe, like they don't know about them. So, like, if you're talking about, um, I don't know, like a real world corporation like Microsoft, like you wouldn't spend a lot of time talking about some classified thing that no one actually knows about. So I think we did a 10 minute episode on Wayland Utani, never mentioning the events of the movies, basically, which is, I thought, pretty cool. That's excellent. Uh, one question I also had, uh, I was wondering how the fight against Colonel Kincaid and his freedom fighters is going. Oh, it's going fine. I mean, he's still out there, but we've cornered him to a remote section of the uh, Amazon. So we hope to wrap that up soon. Oh, that's that's good to good to hear. Very relieved about that for sure. Oh yeah, I mean it's been it's been a nightmare here dealing with that. But excellent. Um, so your most recent Star Trek video uh, was a dossier on Lieutenant Commander Data, and I, I really liked this video. I loved how it incorporated kind of what we've learned from Star Trek Picard as well. What's the kind of research that goes into this? How much of this is? How much time is kind of spent? getting the information together to write a script like that uh it, it depends on the episode some of the stuff i know off by heart and it's just like making sure i got all my facts straight but generally it involves going to uh in the case of star trek memory alpha that great uh, wiki resource they have here here and just reading through <laughs> all that i generally don't like to just copy that stuff directly so with data i think i went back and i watched a few of the episodes because I, I, sometimes you'll you'll watch these episodes and there'll be like a great line or detail that doesn't necessarily show up elsewhere that's like oh that'd be cool cool to include so i think for data i just watched a few episodes did memory alpha and then a few other websites just to get all my my facts in a row yeah you're a very courageous person because i would be so fearful for doing this because people are going to call you out on anything that's wrong or anything that you've missed and i'm sure you've heard something uh i can't think oh yeah okay yeah on data um I didn't include a lot on Lal, his his daughter. Was that mm. her name? Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember why. I think it was just, you know, if I include every little detail, this video is going to go on forever. And Lal, maybe I kind of regret because that is a big part of, of Data's uh, development. As a kind of a one-off episode that, that's not mentioned that often, it seemed like something I could possibly, you know, not include and people wouldn't get that angry, but... That was a bit of a regret. But I always just try to do it like it's it's not meant to be a comprehensive look at every single thing. It's just kind of like a brief overview. And that's how I sell it. Have you ever gone back and re-edited something you've already published? Uh, no. Um, we did an episode on the uh, the Council of Ricks from Rick and Morty. And uh, we, we had it ready to go. And then our episodes come out on, I think, yeah, Mondays. And the show, I think, was airing on Sunday. And on Sunday, they did a new episode that added a ton more detail and I remember calling my narrator at the time being like, okay, we got to like redo a lot of this very quickly because uh, we're instantly out of date. But that's the, we've never had to go back and, and republish something. We'd probably just introduce a new series if we were going to do that, save for the Romulans, adding that in new info. I'm, I'm curious about kind of current challenges for the channel and maybe what 
the plan is for the future. So there has been, like you mentioned, a big recent change with the uh, change of narrator. Is there anything coming up that we should be looking out for or that you're currently kind of trying to tackle? Well, thankfully, the transition at this point is mostly done. Um, we have our new narrator who I think has been doing a great job. The community's really taken to him, which is, you know, thank God you don't want uh, everyone up in arms because they hate the new voice. So I think we did okay there. I, I guess things to be excited about. Um, we did a series... We started it two years ago and we finished it last year called Stellaris Invicta. And that was where we played through a game of Stellaris and recorded a documentary as to what was going on in that game. And people have been yelling at me uh, asking for a season two of that forever. And that's on the horizon. How how far out, I'm not exactly sure. But that's the next big thing that's probably going to be happening. Anything Star Trek-wise that you haven't done that you're just really itching to do? That you're not, not sure how to handle it or something like that? It's kind of been in, on your mind that you'd like to tackle? Uh, well, we haven't done an episode on the United Federation of Planets yet. And that seems to be... Uh, it's a glaring omission in our catalog so far, but... I mean, with all the new shows coming out, how do you do an episode on, on the Federation that's not going to be out of date immediately? But I don't know. It's also nice to have something to look forward to, that it's always in our kind of back pocket. Yeah, absolutely. And and with your various different parts of the Templin Institute, there's definitely no shortage of characters, for example, to tackle. So that's pretty cool. I'd kill to do an episode on Garrick. And if we could get oh, yes. uh, <laughs> the original actor to do the voice for it, that would be amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Do that. Yeah, that'd be something. Anything we could do to help with that, we would be, I'm, not that we know them, but hey, I mean, yeah, let's make that happen. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, we brought in a couple of voice actors from uh, Mass Effect, and uh, we had an actor from The Man in the High Castle do a guest narration. So I, I feel like it's possible, but, you know, how do you contact these people? I have no idea. Very cool. I, I got to say, just as an aside, your video on the greater Nazi Reich in The Man in the High Castle is what got me to watch that series because I, oh, really? I hadn't watched it. And I was just like, oh, I'll watch this video. And the, it was so fascinating. I was like, I got to watch this show. That was a scary episode to put out because you want people <laughs> to react to that in the comments in the right way. And it, it's kind of, I think actually it improved the health of our overall YouTube channel, because if someone leaves a comment on, on that video saying, Oh, this is a great idea. We just hide that user from all future uh, episodes and the community is actually pretty good because of it. So it's like a bug zapper. Nice. That's, that's a great way to look at it. You know, they, yeah. they kind of stick their hands up and you can just yeah. smack them down and get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I've watched some of your videos, but there's so many here that I want to watch. And one I'm hesitating on is why Star Trek is better than Star Wars. Now I like both. <laughs> So that's dangerous. That, that was another dangerous video, but that one's a giant ruse. Because um, I don't know, I, I probably would have called that video something different if I was doing it again. But the idea was I was taking a really boring topic and I was trying to disguise it as like a versus kind of thing. So um, I, I think the opening of that video was like, yeah, this is not about can the Enterprise blow up a Star Destroyer. What this is really about is international polarity in... Uh, you know, it's, it's polarity and international relations, which if I'd called the video that, no one would watch it. But the idea there is I find the Star Trek universe more interesting than the Star Wars universe because Star Wars, it's about a single power, galactic power usually, and then some sort of rebellion or civil war. There's the galactic empire and the rebellion, and that's basically it in the universe. Like, you got the smaller groups. But with Star Trek, you have the Federation, the Romulans, the Klingons, the Cardassians, all these different factions – and that kind of political environment makes the universe more interesting, at least to me. I'll mm -hmm. go with that. 
I'm, I'm good okay. with that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything that we haven't talked about with regards to the Templin Institute that you just kind of want to get out there and, and put out there to get people interested in watching your channel uh not that i can think of i think i've done a pretty good job of selling it hopefully if not it's very good please watch us yes and and i can add my voice to that as well it is an excellent channel it's been one of my favorites for years oh thank you very much yeah and like i said even stuff that i've never consumed uh every once in a while one of those videos will just the title will strike me and i'll watch it and all of a sudden now i'm interested in this other show so great stuff oh perfect and uh if people want to follow you online or or you know stalk you and get your innermost thoughts where can they do that uh well if you want to follow me online um we have the best website url ever we are templin.institute and uh, all the links are there as for stalking me and uh getting my thoughts in real life uh i don't know just hang around calgary for a bit maybe you'll run into me <laughs> perfect <laughs> So yeah, go to youtube.com, search for the Templin Institute, subscribe. They're really great. I really highly recommend them and their Star Trek content, especially, uh, you know, I'm a little biased, but I love those videos. So I don't know when this is going to air, but, uh, in the next week or so, we're gonna have another one coming up soon. So, Ooh, excellent. Yeah. This is coming out on Tuesday. So, oh yeah, that video is out on Thursday. So two days from the time most people are listening to this, I'd imagine. Oh, excellent. Can you give us any hints or no? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's uh, it's about the Romulan free state from uh, Star Trek Picard and kind of my, my musings on what it all means. Oh, excellent. Really yeah. looking forward to that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun to talk to you and I uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, you can find, of course, the channel on Twitter at Positively Trek. You can find me on Twitter at Kurtrats, K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. And you can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. And you can also find me occasionally on the Star Wars Report podcast. What do you think about that, Mark? Oh, man, I guess I'm cool with it. I mean, yeah, I like Star Wars, so you're, you're, you're still fine by me. <laughs> but I do this one more often, so that's saying something. How's that? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, Star Trek's like a little bit better yeah, than Star yeah, Wars. There you go. Let's not go crazy here. <laughs> here, here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.